Oh, remember the good times when the amusement parks were open and full of amusement. Slowly, these high-speed metal contraptions are starting to open back up and not a lot of people are going to them. So I thought this would be a good time to give you my true, honest opinion about them. And when the world gets back to normal, when you can go to these amusement parks for the amusement, I'm gonna give you a step-by-step -step survival guide that you can use to have the best experience possible. Wanna hear about it? Welcome to my channel where I take on challenges, adventures, I give you my honest opinion and experience and hopefully to encourage you to do adventures yourself. Now if that's something that you want to put in your sandwich, consider liking, subscribing and let's start talking about amusement parks. This is going to be a survival guide but also I'm giving you my honest opinion which means that there are going to be some biases. Biasi? Biases. There is no such thing as an un- biased review. During my time as an adult, I've been to so many different amusement parks such as Canada's Wonderland, P&E in Vancouver, La Ronde in Montreal, Six Flags, Disneyland, Universal Studios. I want to make sure that when I go I have the best experience possible and I want you to have the same thing. Now you know how cynical I am about the lines and the price and all that stuff so you know that I thought about this a lot and I want you to have the best experience possible. So let me talk to you about the survival guide. What to bring, what to pack, what to prepare and how to have the most fun on any ride and in any line. I'm so excited about the lines and ride games. To limit the amount of people you need to avoid the peak hours. Just look at the website or just a quick Google search of what are the peak times and the peak hours. This means your holidays, this means your summer weekends. If you can go when the park is kind of closing or it's a little bit colder, that is going to be your best time. With Disneyland and Disney World, there's only so much you can do. There's people there all the time. And before you go, check the weather and pack for it. Just because it's a little bit colder doesn't mean you can't go. Wear a sweater. You also don't want to go when it's raining because it'll definitely be closed. I'm looking at you, Peony in Vancouver and your rain. Next is price. Buy your tickets online. A lot of them will have a deal online or you can go to one of these travel sites and sometimes they have deals. I was able to find it on Groupon for Universal Studios. You can also maybe find it on websites like Expedia, TripAdvisor, sometimes they have deals. Disneyland and Disney World actually have deals for Canadians traveling there when traveling is, you know, okay. Next is the lines. A lot of them will have a fast pass option. Basically that means there are two lines. One line is for the normal people and the fast pass is the ones who put a little bit of extra money to skip a lot of the lines. Let me tell you, it is worth it. Your experience is gonna be so much better if you use the fast pass. Universal Studios has something like that and La Ronde in Montreal has it. You just have to check. The money that we saved on the tickets themselves we used in the fast pass and just made the experience so much better. I always felt bad when I saw someone go into the fast pass lane after I've been waiting for about three hours and then I needed to wait five more minutes to let these people go by. Oh, it felt so bad. But then when you become one of those people, it feels good for the wrong reasons. But it is worth it. Disneyland kind of has a system like that where you can get a fast pass ticket for a specific ride at a specific time. So you just go wait in line for one ride and then you go for the fast pass in the second one. Now what to bring? Hydration is key. Try doing anything without drinking water for five days. Good luck. You can bring your own food and your own drinks even if you're a little bit nervous doing it. Just don't bring a cooler. Don't bring alcohol. Come on. Use your brain. Bring your own food. 
such as you can make your own sandwiches or bring bars, bring energy bars, bring chocolate bars, bring gold bars, and you can also bring water bottles. This is going to help a lot. Other things, sunscreen, tissues, a small first aid kit, as well as a battery charger for your phone, or also bring a handheld device such as a Game Boy. Ooh, do people know what that is? Or games on your phone. Now, next is your time at the park to be as efficient as possible. You want a map of the park. A lot of them will actually have it on your phone and they have their own Wi-Fi, so you can use your phone to connect to the map. Disney actually has estimated wait times on their phone, and some other parks are starting to have that as well. A theme park, you're more choosing what path you wanna follow. For an amusement park, if you don't have that much time, you want to pick what rides are a must, which ones you have to get on before you leave. Then you'll be able to make your plan. If you are a big group and you have a limited amount of time, consider splitting up. Everyone can enjoy the things that they're there for, as long as you have a meetup time and place such as going for lunch is always a good idea. If you're out of the country, you can get disposable phones for within that country, such as Canada to United States, if you didn't get a phone plan. A lot of parks do have Wi-Fi, but sometimes it's not good to specifically rely on that. If you're going as a big group or as a family especially, consider wearing matching clothing. If everyone's wearing the same thing or you're following the same theme, it's gonna be very easy to spot each other in big groups. If you guys get lost, pick a spot in which you are going to meet up. Now for the roller coaster lines and games. Oh, I'm so excited. The roller coaster lines and games are so much fun and makes the experience so much more enjoyable. Games that you can do in the lines. You can do I Spy. Mm. All right, kind of looking games, all right. You can do word games, such as you pick a theme, such as type of dogs, and you go in order until someone is not able to think of that thing, and then they're out, and you just keep going. Eh, a little bit boring. You can have a handheld games, such as on your Game Boy, first thing I'm always gonna think about, or on your phone. Okay, battery is kind of a limit. More fun ones is you can do random staring contests. So in line, you want to gaze the crowd and find your victim. And once you make eye contact with someone, game on, and you're doing a staring contest. Even if they turn away, you have to keep your eyes open until you blink. They're cowards, they're turning away. Hopefully, eventually, you'll get one person. If you're a little bit nervous about that one, you can do the same thing with rock, paper, scissors. Same thing, just hold out, wait until your first victim, eye contact. <laughs> Try to win as many rock, paper, scissors as you can. I definitely want you guys to come up with your own line games. So if you have anything, please let them down in the comments and that would be so exciting to see what you guys come up with. Now the challenges in games on the roller coasters themselves. The good news is you can do the rock, paper, scissors one and the staring one on the coasters themselves, especially the ones where you're facing each other and they flip upside down, usually a spaceship or a pirate ship or something like that. You can still do it there, which is funny. Or the ones that spin around, you get to look at multiple people. Rock, paper, scissors one is funny on that one too. On some of the rides, they take pictures and that's when you can try to do something funny. You can reenact a play, you can do YMCA, you can do a silly face, or you can get a little bit creative. What we did is we got a foldable chessboard and we glued the pieces on it. We snuck that on and then we took a picture of us playing chess on the roller coaster. That was very difficult and very funny. Some other ones is you can just do no hands. As a thrill seeker, there are some of them where if you just don't hold on, it makes it a little bit scarier. My girlfriend came up with this one where you have to put on lipstick while on the ride. You can do the word games on the coasters, especially the ones that drop. You know that feeling when it drops and you and you're not able to breathe, you have to still try to come up and say something or else you're out of the game. Or you can do a bunch of noises or a theme on a specific ride, such as if it's a pirate theme, pretend to be pirates. 
if you're on a spaceship, pretend you're in Star Trek. It's like improv, but on the ship. One of my favorite feelings is getting onto a ride and someone is very, very scared to get on, such as a kid. And then you guys are just being a bunch of goofballs and they end up laughing and having a great time and loving it. That's a good feeling. Now you have a survival guide. Let me go over some of the pros and cons of amusement park. The cons. Oh my God, the lines, you know, like I just do not enjoy the lines. You have to stand there for hours and hours just to get to the end to the ride. Like I wait in the grocery store in the express line and I'm the fourth person and I'm already just so bored of the lines and I just want to get out of there. Of course, these three hour lines are going to get to me, but sometimes they can be avoided just a little bit. There is lots and lots of people there, especially if you're going to really, really busy world renowned ones. Again, you can avoid that a little bit, but uh, if you're buying food there it is always very, very expensive. Bring your own. There are also extra activities such as those carnival games, or there are some very specific rides that you have to pay extra for it. So sometimes you'll end up paying more than what you actually pay to get in. And speaking of money, they are very expensive. And if you don't live there, it has to be a vacation. You are going to travel to it. The peony can be as low as $40, while Disneyland is as low as $235 for one day or $500 for five days. So it does get cheaper the longer you stay. That's some cash, cash money that Disney is getting for me. Of course, they're like the biggest company in the world. The pros. These are safe thrills. They're definitely situations that allow you to step outside your comfort zone and work towards things that you are scared of without being worried of being hurt. This was the first thing that I did to be able to overcome my fear. I, as a kid, was scared of just everything. I mean, I'm so scared of some stuff, which is why I do fear training, but amusement parks were like that first thing that really helped me step outside my comfort zone and find those things. If there was a loop in the ride, I would not go. There's something being upside down and I was scared of it. Roller coasters was a safe thrill and it was really the first thing that I was able to overcome that fear and I'm extremely grateful for it. And I loved it and that's why I do so much fear training now and I do things that I'm scared of specifically to get better and I thank roller coasters for that. This is a great group activity for a range of different people such as families. You can go as a kid and you can go on as an adult and you'll each find something that you can do in it. Almost every single person I talk to and their childhood memories when they go to these amusement parks and they go to these theme parks it's always a huge part about, well, their childhood. It's also a great vacation idea. If you're traveling there already, or you're already planning on being there for multiple days, it takes up a full day and it's something to do for the entire day. Hey, look at that. Got a couple of final thoughts. Let me serve that to you. This is a vacation idea, not an adventure idea. That is why, based on my background and what I do, I probably would not go again. This is not necessarily for me. I specifically do something called fear training, where I'm training to not be scared or putting myself in situations that I should be scared, but I'm able to trust myself and trust the elements and not let the fear go over it. That means parkour, that means gymnastics, that means Ninja Warrior, in which I'm in situations that I'm always outside of my comfort zone. If I had to choose, I would go to an amusement park, not a theme park. That's just what I go there for. Amusement park is the catch all name, and they're mostly talking about attractions, rides. They're focusing on amusement. That is what they're selling you on. A good example would be Canada's Wonderland here in Canada, as well as Six Flags in the United States. They're selling you on the park itself. The amusement park that I'm used to, that I grew up with, is something called Canada's Wonderland, an amazing place that cannot be beat by its rides. It's a huge place 
with thrill rides. We used to go for school as a school trip at least once per year to go there, sometimes more, and nothing beats it. I stand by that. Because we went to it as school trips, there weren't any lines, at least very small lines. I would always go with a group of friends that I really enjoyed or grew up with, and I didn't have to pay for it because I was just a dumb kid. When are you gonna get a real job? All of that mixed up with how awesome these rides are, there was nothing that can beat that. Theme parks, on the other hand, they're centralized around a certain theme. Now they can be broken up, but that is what governs the entire place. This is your Disneyland's and Disney World's. This is your Universal Studios. They have intellectual properties and they're selling you on it. The theme comes first. Very similar to if I'm paying for a restaurant, I want good food, not just because the ambiance is really nice. These are some of my fondest childhood memories and they helped me overcome fear. But because I keep overcoming fear, now these rides aren't scary anymore and I'm not willing to wait in lines for that long and pay that much just to have a little thrill that I can do somewhere else. As an example, if those are things that really bug you, try outdoor rock climbing. Should you try outdoor rock climbing as an adventure? You can step outside your comfort zone, you can be safe, and you get to be outside. It's exhilarating. Or you can try some of those zip line courses where same thing you can be safe, and I find the thrill is way more exciting. There's a good chance that there's one of those closer to where you're living as well. If you're looking for adventure ideas, I've got links to Airbnb experiences and Groupon and to hopefully save you a little bit of money. You know, when there wasn't a global pandemic happening around the world, I was able to find Universal Studio tickets on Groupon. I also linked a 50-in-1 action camera accessory kit in case you're the kind of person who likes those adventures, I just found it, I just bought it myself in order to film some of these adventures that I am doing. So that's my experience. Are you in the same boat as me? Is there something different for you and why you really enjoy them? Are you a diehard Disney fan? Or is it Universal Studios the way to go? Let me know down below or you can hit me up on social media and I will see you at the next adventure.